If you're ready to unlock the potential you know is inside of you and take your business to the next level, then this is the podcast for you. We are Blessed Mama Bosses. Kelly Hoover and myself, Blair Critch, are here to share with you our daily tips, strategies, and the things that we have learned over the past few years building a $1 million plus organization. Why are we so passionate to help everyone else earn the same skills? Because we truly believe you can have it all. Yes, you can have an amazing family. You can continue to walk in your faith and still have a six-figure business. You just need to find boundaries, time management, skills, strategies, and duplicate, duplicate. So we are here to share all the goods with you. Get to know us a little better by listening to our very first episodes of Blessed Mama Bosses podcast. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Hey there, Blessed Mama. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Do you want the easiest way to take the magic of visualization into your business strategy, save valuable time, create an action plan, and get inspired? That's right. Push yourself to achieve the goals that you have always been thinking and wanting. That's what's ready for you this year. So go check out our Vision Board Concierge course. You can find it at blessedmamabosses.com. Click courses and click on Vision Board Concierge. It's $47. Yep, that's all. And you get not only our step-by-step plan of how we create our vision boards, it's just not all about being pretty here, people. It's about creating a vision board that can be one of the most powerful tools for creating life and business that you truly want. So get the Vision Board Concierge, learn how to do it. We even give you some bonus things in there about how we use it with our families every single quarter. Can't wait to hear what you think and feel free to reach out with any questions. Hey, trying to find the great, perfect gift for somebody on your team or somebody that has their own business, this is a great gift as well. So let us know if you have any questions and we can't wait to hear what you think about our Vision Board Concierge course. Hey there, Blessed Mamas. Today's podcast is all about getting that marriage fun again. That's right. You're a busy working mom and you need a fun marriage and we're going to help you get that back. Listen, it is so important to make sure that you have some fun in your marriage and that you're enjoying it because pretty soon those kiddos are going to be bye, bye, bye. And you're going to be looking at that person going, Ooh, do I even like you anymore? What's going on? And Here's also the thing that I find, and I'm sure that you can all agree, which is the busier you get, the more that goes to the side, right? It's like, okay, I know he's around. It's, you know, he's not going anywhere. And so you push that important thing, which should be one of the most important things in your family. It should be God, your marriage, then your children. I know you want to throw tomatoes at me because as a mama, we naturally want to put our kids first. But really, this union between you and your husband is very important. And that's why Kelly and I love to bring it up every so often, because we know it's really important. Like sex. Sex is really important, people. Kelly, do you guys, and I'm not going to ask you how often you have sex, but do you put sex on the calendar or do you guys just like make it more natural? We definitely do not schedule it. It's not on the calendar, but sometimes we're like, hey, you know, we'll plan a couple days. Yeah. Or we'll plan the night before or, you know, a few hours before, but no, we don't put it on the calendar. What about you? We used to be a little more spontaneous. There you go. (laughs) And would kind of had a schedule idea in our head, probably more like you are now, but post chemo, just a little TMI, I'm exhausted at night. So it just cannot happen at night anymore. Like my body is physically exhausted. So it's going to have to be like in the morning or during the day, which therefore means 
it has to be planned. So ours is totally planned, but it's still really fun. I promise even if you have your calendar plan, it can still be lots of fun. All right. I'm sure some of you guys are giggling and we want to hear from you. We will not share it. I promise. If you send us a message on Instagram, we will not share it on our stories, but we want to know do you schedule your sex? I just think this is a funny topic. I actually ask it all the time to my friends. So today we're going to be sharing our top 10 QT tips. And we're not talking about Q-tips, people. We're talking about quality time. QT stands for quality time. What does quality time mean for you? We want to know. So this one we will share. So tag us on social media. Go to Instagram, bosses underscore. Let us know. What does quality time mean for you? Does it mean spending time together in person or just in conversation or actually doing something together? Like I think that Kelly and I probably have kind of the same definition, but I'll let her answer for herself in a second. Mine is like no technology. Showing up with the other person, undivided attention, scheduled time. For me, that's what quality time means. What does it mean for you, Kelly? Yeah, for me, it means phones down. Maybe there's a movie involved, but most of the time it actually means just having a conversation and getting connected and talking about specific things. We usually don't have a ton of time to do that unless we schedule it, which we do every single week. So yeah, same exact thing. Love that. So we're going to share some things that we've done, Kelly and I ourselves, to help the environment for quality time, which then leads to more fun and a little more sex or fun or spice in your marriage. Why? Because if you feel connected, you feel heard, you feel value, you feel loved, and your spouse does too, you're going to have more intimacy, more fun, more excitement in your marriage together. And that's what we want for you guys. So we're going to break it down David Letterman style, our 10 QT tips. Are you ready, Kelly? I'm ready. But first, what do you mean David Letterman style? I, okay. I don't understand what that means. You're like, we're the same age, but maybe I'm <laughs> It's sort of like that thing where you referenced friends and I'm like, I didn't watch friends. What does that mean? <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> yes. So funny. Okay. So David Letterman, you know, he used to do like a uh, late night talk show, right? Yes. I know who he is. So he used to always bring out these cards, maybe like the, the top five things, blah, 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 or the top 10, blah, blah, blah. And then he would count them down backwards. Okay. Got you. Um, yeah. They were actually really funny. You should probably YouTube it. You guys will have to tell me if, if you were into the David Letterman thing, which I really wasn't, but sometimes I would see his top 10 on like other news shows. If you have ever seen any of his top 10s and there was one that like really cracked you up or one that you really loved, you got to tell us about it because they used to be really funny. All right, well, let's get started. Kelly, you break us down. You start with number 10. Number 10. Did I do it right? Yeah. Number 10. <laughs> Go to bed most nights of the week, at least four at the same time. And so I will say this wasn't always that easy for us, but going to bed at the same time doesn't necessarily have to mean going to sleep at the exact same time, but it does mean getting into the bed. And so for example, now sometimes I'm doing something later, my husband's doing something later, then one of us just waits on the other person. And we try the majority, actually, we probably do more like six or seven nights a week. We are getting into the bed within the same time. Okay. You've got me beat on that. We've gotten kind of out of this routine because we have teenagers now. So those of you that have older kids, I'm curious how you do this. So for us, because our kids are out later now. So like, for example, Jeremiah, he's 17. He'll be 18 very soon. He's out sometimes, you know, his curfew on the weekends is midnight during the week. It's 10, 1030, depending on what he's doing. So I'm asleep before he even gets home. So Ryan likes to stay on the couch to make sure that when Jeremiah walks in, he has a conversation with him. You know, 
listen, mamas, you got to make sure you're checking in on those kids because they could walk in, you know, after doing who knows what. But if they know you're up waiting for them, they're less likely to do those things. And having a conversation, just making sure he's available. So we are not doing this as much as we used to. And I will say that's probably why we have to also schedule our sex right now. I'm just being honest. (laughs) Because when you do go to bed, at least a few nights a week at the same time, even if one's reading while the other one's going to sleep or whatever, it does allow that spontaneity to be able to have that intimate time together or cuddle or whatever. So I do miss this one. And Ryan and I are going to have to figure out a way to make it happen. But it's just, you know, the way our life is right now. So tip number nine is reading a book together. So even if you don't read at the same time, I'm not saying like you read him a book, he reads you a book. Like, okay, it's not what we're saying. We're just saying both reading the same book in the same month. Why? Because it keeps conversations on more than about work and family. How often does your day end? And you're like, how was your day? How was your day? It's like, it kind of gets redundant. What's going on with the kids? What happened today? Like those kind of conversations can get very redundant and it can put you into kind of a pattern. You want to break up that pattern and have a little bit of fun by reading the same book. And I'm not saying it has to always be nonfiction or autobiography or self-development or, you know, a Bible or whatever. It could also be fiction, you guys. Maybe you both want to read a fiction book that's about a mystery. And then, you know, it's very similar to watching the show together. Ryan and I, we try at least one of our three books uh, that we read every quarter to make sure it's the same. So we have conversations. And if we're not doing the same book, We did this for a few years. Right now, we're not in the exact same book, but we both listen to the same podcast every week. So, you know, there's something for us to talk about outside of just the kids, work, family, whatever. Tip number eight, Kelly. Tip number eight is praying together. Or if you don't pray, say what you're grateful for each day and make that connection. I know this is something that we do in the mornings. We actually include our kids in this and pray together. We each talk about, you know, something specific or someone specific that we want to pray for. And it has really brought that connection together. But here's another thing. If you're not into praying or you, it's not something that you have a habit of, you know, set an alarm on your phone that says, you know, text my husband at a certain time and let them know what you're grateful for. It can be something so simple. Like I'm so grateful that you you know, take the trash out. I'm so grateful that you are such a good dad. I'm so grateful that you work so hard for our family. It really does put a smile on people's face and you can create a habit by a simple alarm that goes off in your phone that either, you know, gives you able to say it to him face to face, or if you're not, you can text it. So I love that fact of really praying together. This is also something, you know, Blair, this is something that you could do in the evenings before if like Ryan is coming to bed or you're going to bed and he's not there, he could come in. Y'all could even have like 15, 20 minutes and then he can go back out on the couch and wait for Jeremiah. So it's always something small that you can do. Although I know you guys do pray together a lot. Yeah, we do. And I do let Ryan does tuck me in at night. child now, but I do love it. Cause like, if I'm going to go to bed before him, I do love that he gets up off the couch, walks in there. Either we pray together or we talk about something. And then he does, he like kisses me goodnight and tucks me in. I love it. I freaking love it. That's so All sweet. Right. Right. I love it. Okay. Number seven is running errands together and keeping your phones away. Okay. This is a hard one. We just started doing more of this together. Ryan and I running errands together on the weekends. If we have some 
or if he has to go do something for real estate, like maybe he needs to go deliver a contract or put up a sign, I'll go ride with him. But the second part of this is the really hard part, keeping the phone away, right? So I challenge you to try this because there is something amazing about even just being quiet together because then things pop into your mind that you want to talk about or you see something beautiful along the drive, or you see something and you guys can start talking about, wow, I really love that house. You know, where do you envision us in five years or 10 years, right? Things like that. So just allowing yourself to have that time together that is, you know, kind of unscheduled. It's just, you know, being out there together and doing those things. It also, for me, really helps to reduce resent because sometimes if I'm the one doing everything around the house, I'm the one that always cooks and cleans. I'm the one that always has to go to the grocery store, that has to run to the drugstore, that has to do the dry cleaning, you know, you can get kind of resentful and maybe your spouse doesn't have time during the week to do that because of their job or their priorities or whatever, but you guys could do it together on the weekend and it gives you that special time together. And it really does help with reducing that resentment that builds up. Yeah. One of the things that you also can do, we didn't really plan to do it, but it seems to happen is just leave your phones at home. Like you don't need both of your phones. So you know, Matt will oftentimes leave his phone at home. And if we're out running errands, I have mine for emergencies. If, if someone were to need us or our kids were to need us, but even simple things of just, you know, running around. So I love that. So I love that Kelly just said that only one of them brings their phones and then set up your kids with a different ringtone. And if you have older parents that you're worried about right now, set up it for them as well. But we have different ringtones for our children and for each other. And therefore, when we're out and about running errands and we do put that phone away, if I hear that noise, you better believe I'm looking at my phone, right? Because we're not with them at that moment. So, and when my kids were younger, I really wish Ryan and I had done more of this. And we did do things a lot together on the weekends, like, you know, taking the kids places and stuff like that. But we should have just taken us all together and gone to the grocery store or gone to these different errands that we needed to run because it does create that time together, that quality time. So I love that. Sorry, just jumped right in. No, I love it. Okay. Number six is sending each other messages during the day, not an expecting an answer, just so you can let the other one know that you are thinking of them. And we mentioned this a little bit earlier about, you know, saying what you're grateful for, but this is one of the things actually, Blair, you taught me this very early in our business when traveling, like when you're out and about and you're busy, whether you're traveling for your business or regardless of what you're doing, but just communicate and say, you know, not just gratitude, but what you're thankful for and what something you love about them, just anything simple and just say how much you are appreciative. Imagine being on the receiving end of that message and just all of a sudden getting a random message during the day, just saying how much someone cares and loves about you, or they were thinking about you. They just saw this happen and they thought about you. So make this a habit. It's something that means so much to people when they're on the other end. So send a random message. You can also incorporate this into your friendships. This is definitely something that I have tried to get into the habit of just letting people know that they mean a lot to me. Yeah. I think it also brings joy to you. I mean, it's something so simple, but if you start implementing this into your life, I think you're going to see it grow, your gratitude grow for your spouse, for others. What if you gave yourself a 30 day challenge 
to send an encouraging, positive gratitude, whatever, every single day for the next 30 days to your spouse. After about a week or two, you start getting to this pattern of like, oh, what else do I love about this person? What else do I appreciate? You have to dig a little deeper. I do this every November for Ryan. I write down the whole month of November. I write down one thing every single day that I'm grateful for. And then on Thanksgiving, I give him this paper of why I'm so thankful for him. And he hangs it in his bathroom every year, you guys. He freaking loves it. But you could do that right now. You could commit to 30 days straight of texting your spouse or writing them a note. What is that going to do? It's going to grow the positivity in your marriage, right? What you think about grows. What you ponder on grows. So if you're always around people who are talking negatively about their spouse, then you're going to probably chime in. If you're always thinking about the negative things that your spouse does, then that's all you're going to be thinking about. And you're going to be annoyed by every single thing they do. So switch the narrative, change the narrative. Okay. All right. Tip number five, calendar planning. You know, Kelly and I are big on this one. It's so essential for you to be on the same page. And the way that happens is by meeting once a week to go over your calendars together, making sure you know what are the things that he needs from you this week? What are the things you need from him? What are the things that you guys will be at together? What are the things that you might be late or not available because of? Putting those things on the calendar and knowing what's happening takes a lot of the stress anxiety, frustration, annoyance, resentment. These are all things that build up when you don't just speak about them, right? So get them out, talk about it every single week, have a calendar planning time. Cannot tell you how many of my friends get frustrated and annoyed with their spouse. And I'm always sticking up for their spouse because I say, did you speak it? Did you let them know what the plan was for this week? Did they even know about these things ahead of time? Or did you just spring it on them? You know, well, there's a calendar in the kitchen, but if you're not meeting together to discuss it, you can't expect your spouse to be just like you. So sit down, talk it out every single week and speak the things, okay? Take that Disney mentality and throw it in the garbage. What do I mean by that? That whole, I'm a princess, he's the prince, he should know everything I need, he should be romantic, he should know these things. You guys, it's just not reality. People cannot read your mind, no matter what Disney tries to sell us. So throw that away and be real. Sit down with the calendar, say what you need, what you're hoping for and ask what they need and what they're hoping for for the week and get it out there. And what a gift to be able to give your kids to show them how to plan and how to work together as a team, right? I know in our house, there is either one to four carpools every single day that happen. And we both are in charge of them, even though I'm in charge of setting them up, but Matt does a lot of the driving. So being able to communicate that and who's doing what before the day of, right? All right. So the number four tip on our list is choosing what night during the week is work-free. And so putting the phone down, putting the computer down, and you guys, this doesn't have to be like five hours. This can be a simple, hey, one night for one hour or two hours or three hours. Maybe this is often for us a Friday or a Saturday night where we're choosing you know, that and then we're adding a day during the week. So we really will have two nights during the week, but maybe it's a Monday night from seven to nine. And we are reconnecting, we're doing things, we're doing DIY projects around the house, maybe we're running errands together, whatever it is, but choosing what night of the week is completely free of work. And that may be easier for one of you than it is for the other. I know in my home, it's not that often that my husband, unless he has a project or something that he's working at night, he usually gets the majority of all the things he needs, his meetings, everything are done during the day. He has a more traditional style job. For myself, 
I could probably find something to work on every single night, right? And I love to work. I love what I do. So for me, this is more speaking to me. Like, when am I going to not work? And this goes back to number five. My family will know when I'm working and when I'm not working because it's on the calendar. It's on our calendar. And I will say like, mom's off, mom's working from this time. So everyone knows what night is a work-free night and they love it because they know that. They know exactly when that is. What's number three, Blair? Yes. Schedule date night or time together, which you, you know, we just kind of talked about, right? So not only is it work-free, you know, I think the thing about work-free is like Kelly was saying, like your family knows that you're not going to be working that night and that's important so that you're just around and whatever. But then scheduling a date night or time together is, is very different. It's like, okay, we are going to do something. Now I will tell you, I have a husband and some of you might also that would rather be home. He has no interest in going out to restaurants. He could really care less about going out anywhere. He's not really into shows anymore or things like that. Like he just wants to be freaking home, right? Now I, on the other hand, love to get dressed up. I love to put on some pretty lipstick and a pretty little outfit and go out. And I want my husband to take me out, right? I don't want to always have to be getting dressed up for girls nights. I want to also get dressed up for my husband or meet up with another couple, things like that, right? So make sure that you're vocalizing those things. Again, going back to that whole Disney mentality, like you cannot expect somebody to understand that you have to explain it. And every once in a while, I'll have to say to Ryan, okay, I would love for you to plan something this weekend for us to do. Or I might say, hey, I would love to plan something for Friday night. Can we go out somewhere? Right? So it's knowing that it is a give and flow. And it's also a being honest about what you need. Okay. So allowing those opportunities and scheduling them. So sometimes we'll just schedule a Friday night on the couch. Like we're catching up with Ozark, right? We are hanging out. We are like binge watching, like let's make sure we get our M&Ms and our popcorn. And we're like ordering in food. That's so fun. But then sometimes I'm like, Hey, listen, I would love to have a game night with another family or a game night with another couple, or I'd like to go out to a nice restaurant on the water. So it's allowing yourself to schedule those times and what you're in need of or one of, but being very open. I'm also going to put a little plug here about your birthdays and holidays. This is also something that you need to be very honest and open about what you expect. If you've been listening to our podcast, you know, we talk about expectations all the time. You cannot expect somebody to know what you need. So like if your birthday is coming up, like Kelly and I, we have a birthday is coming up. If your birthday is coming up, you got Mother's Day, whatever, but put out the expectation. Hey, I would really love to be doing X, Y, Z on that day. And I'd love for the day to look like this. Is that possible? Okay, because otherwise that feeling of disappointment, frustration is really unfair to the other person if you've never vocalized it. Okay, so I hope that you guys get those date night schedule or that time together and find that really fun time. It can literally be making a fire in your backyard and sitting out there and just enjoying a glass of wine and a conversation together. It doesn't have to be anything big or fancy. Love it. And again, what a gift you're giving your children. And what a gift you're giving your friends to be able to see these things happening, that this other person is important. You do have time. Love those ideas. Number two is vision board and goals so that you know where each other is going and how you can feel a part of it. This is something that if you have followed us at all, you know, we are all about vision boards. We're all about setting goals. Both of our families do it very similar. We do them individually. We have family vision goals. And I will tell you, I did something a little bit different this year because I have found, I have, you know, teenage and tween age daughters. And I found is that we're really great at creating the vision 
but we're really bad at pulling through. Not me personally, but I was not great at it. And I really realized it's because I was letting them keep their vision boards in their room. And let's be honest, kids are not the neatest, at least mine aren't. And so I found these vision boards like falling down and behind a door and all these different things. So now we keep them together. My husband keeps his right by his desk, but we keep our family ones and our other ones. In fact, I'm staring at them right now. I'm staring at mine. I'm staring at my girls. I'm staring at our families. They know exactly where to come and where to do it. And I'm constantly reminded of their goals and their visions, and I can remind them. And that has been a huge help, you know, for us and with my husband, us being able to talk about where do we want to go? Where do we want to travel? Where do we see ourselves? And when they know, when your husband knows exactly where you want to go, like with your business, with your personal, they can help you, right? They can say, how is that going? They can hold you accountable. And when you know where they want to go, then you can help them. You're heading in the same direction. And so it's just so, so important. What's our final one, Blair? Our final one is a once or twice a year. Oh, wait a minute. I want to say something about vision boards. You guys, you can check out, we have an amazing course on this, our vision board concierge. You can check it out. Go to blessmybosses.com and click on it because not only is it great and it walks you through how to use a vision board the correct way, not just about having a pretty vision board, but about how to actually use it to move your business forward. But on top of that, what's really exciting is that we also have a family one in there. It's a freebie that we give you as part of it. So go check that out. It's a really affordable, I think it's $47. It's a really affordable and it's full of great content. So last final one, drum roll. Number one, once or twice a year trip. Yep. Plan it ahead so you can both look forward to it. Start coming up with ideas of things you want to explore while you're there. I know Ryan and I love our once a year trip to really be somewhere that we can explore together. Maybe it's somewhere, for example, that we went on vacation with the kids, but we didn't get time to go do some of the things that we wanted to do. So we'll go back to that place and we'll explore it just the two of us. We try to go somewhere. When our kids were little, we stayed in Florida. We would just drive to a different part of Florida and, and explore it together. But this is something that Ryan and I started implementing when our kids were literally like one in three. And instead of giving each other Christmas gifts every year, instead of giving each other birthday gifts, now we still let the kids pick out gifts for us. So technically we're paying for that. But instead of doing an additional gift from each of us, we put that money aside and we plan that trip. And it has really been something that we both look forward to every year. We really enjoy and we have a lot of fun with. So I highly recommend it. Kelly, anything you want to share with that too before we get to the end? I love the idea. I think it's so incredibly important. If you can't go away on a big trip, either because of timing or because of finances or whatever it is, you know, plan something. The entire part of really doing, you know, that is to to have some time together. So I know for myself, when my husband and I have not been able to go places or we haven't been, we will plan a staycation. We may go 20 minutes away and grab a hotel and just be able to get away. It's more about what you're doing and the time that you're spending together. If you have family near and maybe it's finances, you know, family or friends, like send your kids for overnight and plan it. Hey, let's swap out. Will you take my kids for this night? I'll take your kids and have a staycation at your own home. The entire part is just to really truly be together so you can keep that marriage spicy and fun. So I hope that you enjoyed this today. I hope that you enjoyed our Letterman style. I'm glad I know what Letterman style is now and our 10 tips on really truly how to get your marriage back fun and really keep it a fun place. And we get questions all the time about 
about really how do I get more involved with Bless Mama Bosses. And so we want to share with you the ways that you can join inside our community and learn a little bit more about how to get more connected with Blair and I. So first thing is join our community. You can grab us at go to blessmamabossesgroup.com. You can follow us on Instagram at blessmamabosses underscore, but be part of our community. Subscribe to this podcast. You can get all of our free resources at our website, blessmamabosses.com, and you can grab so many different things. And then of course, if you are in network marketing, if you are growing an online business and you are looking to scale your business, you want to make more income, you want to have duplicatable systems, grab our flagship product, the Network Marketing Accelerator, and it truly will teach you how to scale that business to one that can be incredible for you and for your family. And you can grab that at Network Marketing Accelerate. We are so incredibly excited to help you not only get your marriage back fun, but learn how to implement strategies within your organization. So we will see you on the next episode of Blessed Mama Bosses podcast. You are not alone. We hear from you all the time that you want to scale your network marketing business. Well, guess what? Yes, we have a solution for you. Grab the Network Marketing Accelerator course and take your profitable business to your dream business, everything you dreamed of. This course has everything you need to scale your business online. Let's go have some fun and make some money. You can grab the course at blessedmamabossescourses.com. We'll see you inside.